Wrestling fans, ah! it's time once again for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling. That's right, it's time for this week's episode of 607 TWS Live on Twitch. Dot TV slash 607 podcast and on replay anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am one of your hosts here on 607 Podcast on Twitch. I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich. And joining me as he does each and every week, he's the other host here on 607 Podcast on Twitch. And you better know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? What is good? Let's talk some pro wrestling, shall we? Uh, I thought we were here to talk pro football. Oh, we can. Man, the uh, the Super Bowl. Hey. I was I was with you on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know that you'll be talking about it tomorrow on tomorrow's Ocho Dora Parlay Hour podcast. Anywhere you get great podcasts, make sure you're listening to that. That's where I get all my sports news. Thank True you. story, by the way. Uh, you know, and that, that's also where I appear every year for the NFL preview shows. Yes. But uh, also, uh, you know, the Super Bowl, it was an all right game. Wonderful okay. halftime. Halftime was amazing. By the way, New York Post taking a beating because <laughs> uh, in, in other news, water is wet and Snoop Dogg smokes weed, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> which is legal in the state of New York and the state of California where the game was. So I don't understand why that was such a big thing for them. Yeah. Uh, also, I kind of I got to get I, I want to throw it out there. I know we don't, you know, whatever. But for those people who had their panties in a bunch about the uh, Eminem taking a knee, because there is some people still. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do realize the reason he took a knee was for Tupac, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, they reported it wrong. They said California love. Somebody said I saw that out there. It was not. He was Dr. Dre sat down and started playing I Ain't Mad at You on the piano, and that's when he took the knee. It was right before then because he knew that was coming. He's even said as such. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, the NFL didn't want him taking a knee originally because they thought it was, you know, whatever, and he's like, nope, paying homage to one of the greats who's no longer with us who should be at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If he was still with us. And I agree. So yeah. shout out to Eminem for sticking it to him. Also, by the way, I also heard Snoop Dogg was told he couldn't have a blue bandana. So he came out in all blue bandana with some yellow accents for the Rams. There was zero fucks given. And uh, Dr. Dre was told to take some of the more political charging stuff out of his songs or, or the police stuff out. Yep. And he uh, said, fuck that, too. So, hey, listen, listen, I was here for it. I'm glad that those guys stuck to their guns. And if you don't like it. That's all right. You need to look in the mirror. That's all right. Mm. I don't care. It's not It's not about what makes everybody happy. It's about what makes me happy sometimes. It's the same thing with pro wrestling. We talk about what makes me happy or Ken happy or hopefully you guys at home when you join the chat happy. Because I'm it's, life's too short to bitch about everything. Facts. But I will say the uh, real uh, congratulations to the St. Louis Rams. Oh, I mean the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I see what I did there. Yes. Uh, and, of course, if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan, I know like uh, our good friend Ron at 3FN mm-hmm. is. Congratulations on your team winning. Also, congratulations to the MVP of the Super Bowl, the referees. Yes. Um, the Zebras were doing big things. Big things. Uh, the questionable call that ended the game, I understand. 
that they could have came, you know, did whatever. But you got to remember, if that fourth down gets turns the ball over, there is no touchdown, and the Bengals are the champions. And uh, that call was egregious. Some of the ones in the end zone, not as egregious. The dead ball one was egregious. The, de- the dead ball one was, but it wasn't. You know what the weird part about it is? I really feel like they were trying to give the in a weird backdoor way, try to give the Bengals like something. Cause technically it was a touchdown because mm-hmm. his ass did hit inside, but guy calling a dead ball, it's not a touchdown. But then again, by calling a penalty on them, it also made it so they didn't have to lose the 10 yards. Yeah. It was just messy. I, I just didn't not like the officiating at the end of that game. I mean, uh, and it, it's always sucks when it comes down to the officials. I mean, it was a close game. It was a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of opportunities missed by both teams, but at the same time, take nothing away from both defenses playing lights out for the most part. Yeah. I mean, when you have that low of scoring of a game, that means that the defenses are doing their thing. But you can't swallow the whistle for three quarters and then whip it out in the last two minutes of the game. That just doesn't work. And I know this is a wrestling podcast, but let's be honest. We got to we got to we got to talk about what we love too and uh, I know a lot of you guys watch the the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Also, kudos and shout-outs and we'll put it to 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 wrestling here. Kudos to Vince McMahon yes. for not paying for a Super Bowl spot but still getting one cuz the Peacock did. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Vinnie Mac strikes Ooh, again. Vinnie Mac playing 3D chess while everybody else is playing checkers. And I'm sure the haters out there are going, hey, they're talking nice about Vinnie Mac. Oh, come on, that's a great business move. Said he would never pay for a Super Bowl spot again. But then he has a Super Bowl ad because of the Peacock, who NBC's running the game, so it, perfect. It's brilliant business. Hate him all you want, but it's brilliant business. Listen, if the game was on TBS and AEW got a free one, I'd be saying fucking shout-outs to Tony Khan as well. Oh, they'd be having their version of halftime heat. Don't don't. I'm even surprised get Tony Khan didn't pay for a, a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, because he could have. He could have. I mean, that it's I fair think game. maybe that's a maybe that's a missed opportunity for all elite wrestling. I mean, they're already in the hole. Yeah, you could just see the Rhodes Lander coming out there. I mean, we're going to be talking about AEW later, anyways. But anyways, with that being said, let's not get too far down the murky dark roads, right? Yes. Let's let's talk about the, what makes us happy and what makes it good. But we let's talk about pro wrestling. But before we do, before we do, Ken M, I think you need to let the fine folks know how to find yourself and the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social media accounts. Parlay points. New blogs dropping. I did one for Blogs Count Anywhere, the pro wrestling compliment to 607TWS and the ODPH. Brand new edition is right up there. Comic blogs dropping this week, too. All of that, the T Public Store, and so much more odphpodcast.com yeah and i was behind on that because i was doing my my due diligence i got a message but anyways three fat nerds podcast find anywhere you get great podcasts for all information about myself and three fat nerds podcast go to 8122 productions.com that's right that's where you can find us we're on all social media platforms three fat nerds pod throw an at in front of it if you have to that's the easiest way to find us there of course at 8122productions.com you can get the t public store the patreon patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as one dollar a month get a ton of extra bonus content while helping us do all the stuff that we do here streaming and podcasting of course also you have our our links to musical guests the odph is up there Everybody, man, check it out, 8122productions.com. If that's the only thing you take from that, that's a good place to find everything. Well, Ken M., uh, we, got a, we got a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's jam-packed. There's, there's some stuff. Uh, we got in the main event. I know people are going to be, uh, some people are going to be bothered by this and some people aren't. But, uh, you know, I'm not putting WWE in the main event. No, 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 because I don't don't want to. And this is my show, so I don't have to. So it's going to be GCW in the main event because they have a huge weekend coming up. GCW, JCW, and H2O have a huge weekend, and I I think that's something that people should know about. So therefore, it's going to be in the main event. If you don't like it, then uh, it's an early show for you, I guess. (laughs) 
Listen, if you're not following what GCW is doing, you need to get familiar because the competition is getting familiar with it real quick. Ooh, we'll be talking about that because in the mid-card, we got some wrestling news. Also, we're going to talk about some uh, independent wrestling that I watched this weekend, courtesy of our sponsors for the mid-card this week, independentwrestling.tv and so much more. And of course, you know, that means there's only one thing that we could open the show with. And... Uh, before we open the show, I think this is one of your favorite promos of the night because I do believe um, I'm forgetting something, but it's time! That's right, it is time to kick off the show, and we are going to kick off the show with some WWE news, more specifically, their return to beautiful, progressive, wonderful... <laughs> uh Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Huh? Are you are you are you excited yet? No. Are you excited? No, you're not? Okay, well, too bad we're gonna talk about it because it's the elephant in the room. Right. We have to. You know, so, well, we got some matches. Let's go over the matches. No specific order. As a matter of fact, I'm not even gonna save the best or anything for last. Let's just go over the matches. Sure. Uh WWE, first off, uh, double it's called WWE Elimination Chamber. It is going down this upcoming, I do believe for us, Friday, correct? Friday, I believe. In the Friday or early in the States, because technically it's Thursday there. I do believe I, I it's it's I don't understand the time restraints. I'm sorry. But anyways, you can go ahead and find it this week. It's coming to you from uh, Jedi, Saudi Arabia. And this is the first time that they've done a legitimate premium live event. Remember, it's no pay-per-view anymore. It's mm -hmm. premium live event uh, from there because everything else to me has always been a glorified house show. This is actually one of the pay-per-views that we see every year from World Wrestling Entertainment. And this is the first time they've done that there. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I gotta say, this is gonna be a different style and feel for the Elimination Chamber, which is always a staple before WrestleMania. It definitely is. And I mean, going throughout the ages, let's be honest, it's been one of their bigger events. And it does it does shape the road to WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be weird to have it in Saudi Arabia, in my opinion. Yeah. And not even I'm not gonna dive into the politics. I'm not gonna dive into all that nonsense because honestly, I've already I've already given that off. I've already talked about that ad nauseum in the past yeah and that's another reason i usually don't watch these events the reason i don't watch these events normally and probably won't watch this is because they're glorified house shows exactly if i want to see a house show i just go when they were nearby to a house show where they're going to be in rochester in a couple weeks i just go watch a house show from there mm -hmm. you know and uh the saudis are paying you know you guys got to realize the reason why these shows happen is the saudis are paying a shit ton of money for house shows yeah and that's why bill goldberg's back when people are complaining about Bill Goldberg, he's back because the Saudis obviously want Bill Goldberg. You remember when they first had a show over there, they asked for Yokozuna, mm -hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage, yep, and there was one other that was passed away. I think no, yeah, it was a warrior, and he had just passed away. So, like three of them that they asked for weren't even with us, and that's why we had the one sumo wrestler come out. Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they were like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just give him a sumo wrestler because it was the uh, greatest Royal Rumble. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous and weird. But once again, we understand this. And I'm not defending them. I don't watch their products. Yeah. But I do want to take this moment, before we talk about the card, to say this. Uh, I've had a lot of positive outreach from our uh, PSA last week. And we're not going to dive back into PSA. If you want, listen to that episode. Mm -hmm. Episode 114 in the main event. We've, that's what we're going to re revert you to. There's no reason for me to get upset again. Facts. And that didn't change some things that we'll talk about in the, the mid-card. Mm -hmm. But uh, I will say this. Uh, a lot of people have reached out and said different things. And I, I, I will say this. There, there's not been any real negativity or criticism. Uh, the only thing was like, hey, you know, 
when you come out here, you you know, you, you, you don't like certain companies and you put these on. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because I'm trying to talk about positives of wrestling. And you, you can either check them out or you don't have to. If you're a WWE fan, that's fine. Uh, you know, even though I'm saying I'm not watching the product, we're still covering it because there's some people who's watching it. You know, AEW, for better or for worse. You know, I still do watch their product, but for better or for worse, sometimes it's not very good. Mm-hmm. And we do criticize it, which most people don't, because we are being honest and holding them accountable the same way we hold everybody accountable. But we do our due diligence. And even if we don't watch the full show of something, we still watch the highlights on YouTube. We still stay in touch with it. Like, I don't watch Raw. It's it. We, we're up front. I don't watch Raw, SmackDown, or NXT anymore. But I still, if something happens, watch the highlight, and I still keep my eyes on the results. So I know what's going on. So when I come here, I'm, I'm giving you guys the information. What we don't do here is we don't troll people. We don't go online and I'm not sitting there even though I'm doing the show as Monday Night Raw is on and I'm not tweeting at the same time about how shit Raw is. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are in the journalistic business. I know because some of them reached out to me this past week and told me that they liked the speech. They liked, you know, the fire, you know, but they also had like their reservations and they don't and they admitted to me some of them. And trust me, as people, some big name people told me straight out. I'm not going to name names. I'm going to sell them out and I'm sure they appreciate that. Right. But they told me that they don't watch the stuff. They're talking about certain shows that they don't watch, that they don't keep up on. So they're speaking out of pocket and out of line, and that's fine. But here, we try to keep that integrity. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't watch, I keep my eyes on the highlights and what's going on. So even though I'm not watching World Wrestling Entertainment, we're going to do give you the best we can of what's coming up on Elimination Chamber. But I have seen the clips. I know what the feuds are. And I have an idea of where they're going in WrestleMania season. I did just watch the Royal Rumble because I'll always watch the Royal Rumble and I'll always watch WrestleMania and I'll always watch SummerSlam and to the to a lesser to a greater extent uh, Money in the Bank these days. Yeah, Money in the Bank. Those are the four pay per views that I think that I watch yearly, mm-hmm. regardless of how I feel about World Wrestling Entertainment. Usually, I'm entertained by them at least. And even though people didn't like what happened in the Royal Rumble, I was still entertained by the Royal Rumble this year. Was it the best Royal Rumble I've seen? No. From a storyline standpoint, was it great? No. But it was still entertaining, in my opinion. But that's also because I'm not watching the product, so I think I'm so far removed from it that certain things just entertain me now. Do I think think they were good? No. I I even said the show was a C at best. Probably like a C minus, but Mm. still. (laughs) You know, but was it entertaining enough? Sure. Anyways, I just want to put that out there. So remember when people are trying to fire you up, some of those people aren't watching. There's people out there who fire people up about AEW and don't watch AEW. They don't even pay attention to anything that's going on with all elite wrestling. But yet they'll speak on it. Yeah. The same thing goes for WWE. You'll see guys on Monday night or Friday night, and they just see what's trending, and they jump on, and they're like, ah, fuck this. This is bullshit. But they're not watching. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were bitching about toxic fandom. You don't need to be that. Love what you love. So that's why that's the only thing that I wanted to address is that, you know, I've had some really good interactions. But trust me, we I, I consume more wrestling than I fucking should. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And a lot of it, if I'm going to consume it, it's going to be something I enjoy. Well, that's the thing. If you want to be a fan, be a fan of your product. But... Have that integrity about it. Like, listen, we know people very close to 607 Podcasts that do not follow AEW. They don't talk about it. They don't want to have anything to do with it. That's their prerogative, but they'll watch something else. Right. And if they like it, that's fine. Yeah. And my only thing is that and, and they don't speak on it either. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not like, oh, I'm going to trash this because they don't watch it. So they don't know. They're not in the know. Yeah. But, you know, more people should do that. So that's all I'm going to say. 
thank you guys for the positive outreach for that as well. And uh, to those who are in the podcasting slash journalistic stuff that reached out, thank you guys too. There was uh, some really nice stuff said, and I appreciate it, especially since we're a show on the rise, and that's all up to you guys, the listeners. Like every week, the numbers get bigger, and it's it's hard to ignore. Mm. You know what I mean? So thank you for making this journey, and the fact that we went on our own channel and all that stuff like that and more things to come in the future, a positive one. Yes. That's all I'm going to say for that. So let's jump in and let's talk about world, uh, the WWE Elimination Chamber sure. now. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know this is one of the hot button things we're going to talk about. Just like later when we talk about AEW, it's a hot button thing because when it's that popular, people are behind these. And I just want to get it out of the way now. And it applies for all of it. But when you're like, why is GCW in the main event? Because they have a fucking huge weekend coming up. And if you are complaining about no good wrestling whether it's World Wrestling Entertainment, AEW, or whatever, there's things like Impact killing it right now. Yeah, There's Impact's things like NWA. We got big news coming out of the NWA this from past weekend. Uh, I did not watch that card, I'm going to be honest, because I was busy watching a couple other independent shows that I you know, I wanted to watch, but I know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I followed it. And uh, actually, the night of the NWA, I was watching uh, UFC, let's be honest. Yeah. But still, I, I understand what happened. We're going to talk about that big news. You know, it, I, we want to spread the joy and love and, and give you guys alternatives. And I, I I don't think there's a lot of places doing that. And if it bothers you, I'm sorry. That's that's just how it is. Listen to what you want to and kick, dip out or whatever. It's what we've been preaching here since day one. So if you're new to the program, thank you for listening. This is what we do. We give you that honest opinion. If we're saying we're not watching something, we'll still break it down. But we're going to give you that honest talk. But, yeah, we're still keeping our eyes on them highlights and stuff. Just so yeah. everybody's on the board. I still, I even though I'm not watching WWE, I, I'm not going to waste, uh, what is it, six hours of my time? these or, or No, seven hours of my seven time hours. this week. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take, you know, maybe a half hour, an hour out of my time combined for the week and make sure that I saw all the things I need to see, whether it's news-wise or highlights or something that could good or bad that happened. Because, man, if I hear that something was super atrocious, I want to see it just so if I speak on it, I'm not speaking out of pocket. Right. And I can't just be like, well, I heard from so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Because that's the worst thing ever, and nobody admits that. They always speak out of pocket. So just throwing out there, and like I said, kudos to the people who reached out, especially the people who are our peers, and I appreciate all of them, including a couple uh, people I was shocked to hear from. Uh, it, like I said, I'm not going to put them on front street because I don't want to put their business out there. But it's it's interesting how the fact that we've been speaking on GCW for so long and now that people are coming along for GCW, because we'll talk about that later, mm-hmm. uh, it's bringing out some interesting bedfellows, yes. if you will. So shout outs to them. I'm giving them a heads up. They know who they are. All right. So let's talk about this damn card. All right. Yeah, let's do this it. is how much I didn't want to talk about the card. I'm killing out all sorts of time during the WWE segment. Mm. <laughs> well, let's, okay. I'm picking a match at random to start with. Let's talk about the WWE Tag Team Champ SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Your champions, the Uso, Jimmy, Z- Jimmy and Jay, taking on the Viking Raiders who made their return out of fucking nowhere a few weeks ago that I saw. It was weird. They were gone. Didn't realize they were really kind of gone. And then all of a sudden they made a return. It was kind of, eh. I was like, damn, they survived the uh, the cuts. Not that I don't like Hanson and Rowe. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric and Ivar. Yeah. Let's call them by what WWE calls them. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was kind of hoping that they'd go back to the indies because I love those guys. Yeah, I love I like, I like the fact they're getting a paycheck, but, man, War Machine should be treated way better. But yes. that's without being said. At least they're getting a good match against the Usos. How are you feeling about this kind of thrown-together feud, if you will? That's the one thing I don't like about this. It's kind of thrown together. Well, I think that now until they solidify what they're doing for WrestleMania, that's what they're going to be doing with a lot of the matches right here. I mean, I will not say the Elimination Chamber is a filler card, but there are elements that are. 
this is one prime example because they're going to set up a big match for the Usos at Mania. So this one is just going to buy some time. Uh, I, I'm going to say end still, but this should be a very good match. Now let's talk about Falls Count Anywhere, Drew McIntyre against Mad Cat Moss with Baron Happy Corbin sorry, in his corner. Of course, this feud has been now going on for probably like two months too long. We thought there was going to be this big payoff with maybe Drew McIntyre getting a shot at WrestleMania, you know, after, you know, pretty much being treated like a top star. This is a weird one to me. When, when we're talking, when people are complaining about Big E and like the fall down the card, I feel the same way about Drew Mac here. I, I'm picking Drew Mack in this one, but this is I don't understand why this feud is still a thing. Two things about this one. One, they are extremely high on Riddick Moss. Extremely high. I don't high. know why. I as I like to call him the Cesar Bonani of WWE. Yeah, like I I mean, I I'm with you there. Like I just for me in my opinion, I just I don't see it, but the uh, the powers of be are seeing something in him and listen. Pairing him with Corbin is not a bad thing. I don't mind them together, but just to see this extreme push that he's getting, I mean, listen, good for him, but I just don't get it. But I also think they're doing this feud because whatever the case is with Drew McIntyre's neck, and if he's still, like, I don't know the latest on it, if this is a safe way to still have him in the ring and kind of see what the temp in the room is going to be, if he's going to be able to go at Mania, I don't have a problem with this match for that reason. I think that's why you're kind of seeing the slide down the card, so to speak, because why are you going to push him if he's going to be hurt? Well, here's the thing. This is why I have a problem with it, though. So I'm on the opposite end of you, because if the neck injury stuff is true, you're having him fly halfway across the world and wrestle a match in Saudi Arabia, knowing the fact that possibly he has a neck injury, that if you would just let him leave at, leave him at home and let him get a couple months of real rest... He could be ready for WrestleMania. So right. I think there's a there's a secondary thing. Because even flying on a plane that long, if you have a bad neck, is not good. So I, I'm just throwing it out there. If those reports are true and there's a, there's a neck injury, I don't know if this does him any favors. I mean, so I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because you're right. But I also look at it like this is not like, oh, he's just working a, a, an Elimination Chamber match in Charlotte, North Carolina or something. This is... Saudi Arabia. This is a fucking hell of a flight. Well, that's what I say. Like, I just don't know the severity of it. So if he feels like, yeah, I can go and he wants to try testing it out, then this is a safe feud match to do. And and don't get me wrong. I understand a fat paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I understand a fat paycheck. And I get why you would do that. Well, we'll find out, but I think we're both safely saying Drew McIntyre. Oh, yes, facts. Uh, Next up, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Universal Championship on the line. Your champion... The big dog, head of the table, Roman Reigns, tribal chief, going one-on-one against Goldberg. Goldberg. By the way, if this match is any longer than five minutes long with a Roman Reigns win, we've gotten screwed. I have zero care for this match (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. I will literally be searching the net to find better wrestling. I understand why Goldberg is there. He got paid. Listen, kudos. Do you. Business is business, baby. I, I I will always agree with you on that. Yeah. However, fucking why? You could put him in any match. You don't have to be a title match. Why isn't he going up against maybe a, a Drew McIntyre? Maybe there's an injury. Okay, I get it. Or maybe, you know, Happy Corbin's not wrestling. Why couldn't you just do Happy Corbin versus Goldberg and give the fans in Saudi Arabia what they want to see? Or uh, there's a litany of guys. A litany of guys that you could literally put 
Goldberg against. In that spot, yeah. And have him win a quick match, and nobody would give a shit. They'd just be happy that they get the chant Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't understand why he's got to be in the title match. There's, there's no reason for it. There's no reason this match should not go more than three minutes. If it does, it's a travesty for anybody that's going to be watching this thing. I'll be watching the highlights, and if, I swear, if Goldberg gets the win and you're setting up for mania with him and, and whoever wins the Elimination Chamber, listen, that's going to be a horrible match. If Goldberg gets the win, I might rethink watching WrestleMania this year. I'll watching. be watching the collective anyways, but I, I will just rethink watching WrestleMania. I'm not even joking. No, this I is wish I was, serious. I, I wish I was joking about this. And I'm I'm uh, I you know, that's one of the things that I watch. Uh, you know, our good friend Lou would say to us, uh, you know, sometimes you just watch things because it meant something to you growing up nostalgia wise. That's how WrestleMania is for most of us. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to see Goldberg at Mania with the I belt. Have zero cares. Like I'd be like, you know what, the fuck this. This it's just not worth it. Um, let's talk about, cause I, there's a reason why I'm saving a couple of things for the end, because I th- think there's, if there's any bright spot of this show, it, y- you'll hear me on in a second. So let's go next for the WWE championship. There'll be an elimination chamber match. Uh, your champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley. One of my favorite guys. Love Lashley is defending his title against AJ Styles, Riddle, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins. And of course, the former champion, the beast, Barack Lesnar. And uh, I think this is a, actually, I think this is a great match on paper. On paper, I mean, it's a great match. We're looking at six of the top guys right now in wrestling period. I mean, you got the future in Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. You got arguably the great, the best in the world, period. And AJ Styles. You got Seth freaking Rollins, who's on a whole other level as of right now. You got Riddle, who is probably one of the best hybrid wrestlers out there. And then you got the two big bulls, man. Two big meaty men slapping meat in the champion Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Now, I'm going to tell you what I want to happen. I want Bobby Lashley to defend. Mm-hmm. But I do think that where there's smoke, there's fire, and we might be getting some kind of unifications. And I don't understand how it's going to work with their TV deals. That's the only reason I'm hoping that Lashley wins because I don't understand. I don't know if you can really do. Okay, so on a smart business level, having one world champion makes sense, right? Yeah. Because that's the one guy. However, when you have a product on Fox and a product on USA, which is two different companies, each one of them would want the champion on their show. So I understand why you'd have two separate champions. So that's why it makes it real weird to me to hear like a lot of you know a lot of rumors and stuff of Lesnar winning and unifying these belts at Mania. And the reason why I say that is I can see it happening and from like a wrestling purist standpoint, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But from a business standpoint, I'm like, why would you cut your nose off to spite your face? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So if they're doing a unification if Lesnar wins, they're doing a unification match at Mania. Oh, absolutely. That's obviously what's going to happen. If Lashley or anybody else wins, Obviously, we're keeping the belts apart. And I think for business, I think that's a smart thing. As the purist, because purist and business is two different things. Mm. Because my fear is one of those companies is not going to be happy with the push of no champion. Yeah. Because, you know, unless Roman Reigns is going to be on both shows or Brock Lesnar, which Brock already doesn't like to work more than the one show he wants to be on, which is he likes being on Mondays better than Fridays. And I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. That's just my take on it. What do you got? What are you feeling on this one? <sighs> I think this is all Lesnar's to to lose. Like, I think that they are going in that unification bout. I also got this weird feeling Seth Rollins is going to get added in that mix, so we're going to have a triple threat at Mania, which I will say this. If that's the case, Rollins is walking out with the belt. 
That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I, that's what I kind of see going with this. I think Lashley, I'd love to see him retain. Don't get me wrong. I think what he's doing right now is some of the best work he's ever done, and I think he deserves a lot of time with the belt. But I fully think that the way the company is kind of setting this up is we're going to have Brock and Roman, but throwing Seth in that mix is what would really make this main event stand out. I, I would like to see it. If they're going to keep them separate, I would even go with, uh, you know, if Seth, Seth winning would be a good wild card. I mean, I love about Lashley. I'd love him to keep the belt. But, I mean, the good wild card for Seth winning is you could also plug and play. Mm-hmm. Seth versus AJ at Mania sounds pretty good for a belt. Yeah. Seth versus Kevin Owens at Mania sounds pretty good for a belt. So, I mean, there is ways around it. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, there's a reason why I left the three matches in the row that I left in a row. And that is because if there's any tiny speck of good that comes from this show. It's that when WWE first made their deal with Saudi Arabia, women were not allowed to wrestle on mm-hmm. the card. Because, you know, Saudi Arabia's right. progressive. Huh? Huh? Yeah. So, through this deal, if anything that WWE did good is that they somehow had the Saudis allow them to have women wrestlers there. And we from the first, you know, women's match in the Middle East mm-hmm. to what we have on this card, which I think this is really kind of the shining seal of this. I'm not saying that I'm happy about the whole deal and whatever, but if you're going to take one nice takeaway from this, is we went from women not allowed to wrestle to now having three major women's matches on a card in Saudi Arabia. So if anything that you can take for the the, the gold lining, if you will, is that. Yeah. And so I want to say that the kudos are there. I'm not saying I'm still happy about all this, but I'm just saying kudos for getting this over so let's talk about them let's start with the championship matches well it's one championship match one tag match let's start with that tag match first we got rowdy ronda rousey you're going to wrestlemania yeah the first championship match after winning the royal rumble tag teaming with naomi one of the best pure athletes in all of wrestling facts to take on the tag team of charlotte flair the smackdown women's champion and the boss over there on SmackDown, Sonya Deville. Now, I like this from a storyline perspective because we know Ronda is going to face Charlotte at Mania, which I'm still not 100% happy with. It is what it is. It is what it is, though. Which still proves that Charlotte gets whatever Charlotte wants, which I thought was a big issue with some of the ladies who have left the company, as we found out. Mm. And then you have the Naomi-Sonya Deville feud that's been, I think they've been doing very well at. I actually have like that power struggle structure that they've done with the Naomi Sonya Deville feud. So we got that all coming to a head. So this is a really good storyline match, not just, you know, the ladies in Saudi Arabia, but a storyline match. I honestly think the faces are walking out on top here. I agree. Because, I mean, we're in Saudi Arabia. They're going to want the cheers. So Ronda Rousey and uh, Naomi are going to be your winners, in my opinion. How do you feel about this match? First and foremost, the Naomi versus uh, Sonya Deville feud has been one of the bright spots with SmackDown. Sonya as a GM has been on point, too. She's been killing it in yeah, the role. Yeah, big ups. Big and, ups. I, and I know they kind of did the stipulation where Vince McMahon was now complaining about her abuse of power. So I know they've kind of now are kind of escalating that feud. So I think we'll get to the end of that. But I think this one ends with Ronda making Sonya tap out and, and Charlotte walks away or does something that kind of yeah, gets me Yeah, something heelish. And on top of that, also, so that way we don't have Ronda going over Charlotte before Mania. Right. 
I like it. I think you're right. And also, it doesn't have Naomi going over Sonya, so you can carry that feud into Mania as well, which I, I wouldn't be offended of. I'd be, have a, I'd be one-on-one match at Mania, maybe even with a stipulation. I think that would be the best way. Could you imagine like a cage match between Sonya Deville and, and Naomi lo- or a Hell in a Cell, something like that? I think they should do something big like that for the two of them because I think they've, they've earned that shit. I'll give you this scenario. Naomi, Sonya, ladder match, contract for who's going to be the GM of SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, I'm with so you. Sonya's job is on the line, but if Naomi get, wins, she gets the job. I, I like it. And you know what? The, I, anything like that I think is good. Yeah, I think. I think they, and I think these two have earned it. Absolutely. They're, 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 it's not, it's a, they deserve it because they've earned it, and, and let's make that happen. Uh, next up, we have the one and only title match for the women on the show. The Raw Women's Championship is on the line as your champion, the man, Becky Lynch, goes one-on-one with the WWE Hall of Famer, legend, pioneer of this shit. We're talking about Lita. And, uh, you know, <laughs> this is a match where I don't know who to pick. I think there's no way Becky's losing. However... I would be all right with Lita winning the belt in Saudi Arabia. Now, on the other end of Goldberg, Lita's still looking a little crisp out there. We know she's been working with our friend, the Dark Sheik. Mm -hmm. Dark Sheik's putting her through the grinder, getting her ready for these matches. I mean, Lita main event at WrestleMania might not be a bad thing. Two scenarios are going to happen out of this. One, Becky wins. I I think that's Which I think is a more logical one. But I'm going to throw this crazy idea out at you. Lita wins. Mm-hmm. I know in the Elimination Chamber match, which we're going to talk about in a second, they still have not announced one competitor. Very true. What if that one competitor is Trish Stratus? Ooh, do Trish and Lita one last time one at Mania? One last time at Mania and give them the spotlight? I'm I mean, just, I, I'm here for that. I'm just saying, like, I would have no issue with that, but I think it's going to be Becky with the win. And I think that when we talk about the Elimination Chamber, I'll give you, I'll sorry, say who's going to win that opponent match. Agree. Also, I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's back it up a track. If 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 that person is Trish... Well, let's wait until that, and we'll talk about that in a second. Sure. So, yeah, I think Becky's going to come out, but I would not mind Lita winning either. So this is a good match either way. Uh, last but certainly not least is the WWE Elimination Chamber for a shot at the Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship to be specific, at WrestleMania. And, of course, in that match, we have Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki A-S-H, and a TBA, as we pointed out a minute ago. I'm going to throw it out there. So this is where I was going with this. Maybe that TBA, no matter what, is Trish Stratus, possibly. And let's say Becky Lynch does beat Lita. I would be all right with a Trish Stratus versus Lita, or Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch match at WrestleMania. And if you have Becky go over there, she could say she solidified herself over the two Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Or... Uh, obviously, Liv Morgan is a good pick for this match. Rhea Ripley is a good pick for this match. Bianca Belair is a good pick for this match. Or we could search who else the TBA could be. What are your logic on this? Well, my logic is if Lita wins, because I would imagine that match happens before the Elimination Chamber. As well as I would. I will say if Lita has wins before that match, it's going to be Trish Stratus. If she doesn't, I'm going to say we're going to keep pushing that forbidden door and it might be Mickey James. Ooh, Mickey James in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, I granted, I, I might be a little uh, mixed up about my times for the Impact pay-per-view, so I don't know necessarily that would be a conflict of interest. But I'll just kind of throw my fantasy booking out there for that. Good points. But 
I think win, lose, or draw, this is Bianca Belair. And I think that we're going to have the real rematch between her and Becky at Mania. I think that's a smart money. I would like to see that. I would definitely. I I mean, there's other people who could win this match and I'd be all right with, but I would definitely like to see Bianca Belair win because I think that's what we need. I think we need that WrestleMania rematch. Also, can Lightning strike twice at WrestleMania? Twice Mm -hmm. in a row even for Bianca Belair. Yes. I mean, I I think she's due for it because obviously when Becky came back at SummerSlam, obviously it was kind of thrown together last minute. And how that match turned out still left a, lot, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I think that now that you're going to have them a fully established, Bianca's been having that, you know, working her way back up to get this moment again. I think it's perfect storytelling. I think they're going to put on a great match of Mania. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I, you know, we'll have to wait to see. And uh, once again, that's coming up this upcoming Friday uh, here in the States. Of course, if you're in Saudi Arabia, it's actually technically Thursday. So, you know. Keep your eyes posted. If you're a WWE fan, you're going to be watching it. Uh, probably, you know, some of us can watch it live. Some of us cannot. Uh, I probably, honestly, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to probably tune in. But we'll definitely have the results here next week and uh, see how close we did or did not come to uh, what we predicted on this show. So with that being said, we are going to take our first of two breaks of this show. And, uh, you know, as we do, we like to play a little bit of music for everybody. And, uh I think I think it's a good time to play some shout out the robots and and no better song to play since we're going to the break where if you're watching on Twitch you're going to see the ODPH podcast information so we're going to play the theme song from the Ochadora Parley Hour podcast the song is called Fail Better by Shout at the Robots get it wherever you get fine music and uh, help support them because they're fucking badass. And yeah. uh, when we come back, it's going to be mid-card time. We're going to be talking about some IWTV events that I watched this week. We're going to be forecasting a couple other shows, talking big news from the NWA, AEW, and more right after this break. The mid card and the mid card this week is brought to you by our good friends over at independentwrestling.tv. Make sure you stop over at IWTV to check out independentwrestling.tv. It's a great price for $9.99 a month. You get to watch some of the best independent wrestling content on the planet. If you use the promo code ABSOLUTE during checkout, you'll get a free five days to check out the site. Trust me, you will not want to miss it. There's some great companies on there. And uh, because not just because they're sponsoring, I watch a lot of shows on there, including the shows we are going to talk about right now that I watched this past weekend, which were both phenomenal yes uh to be uh understated let's start off with uh what took place at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time on iwtv on friday night from the odeon in cleveland ohio absolute intense wrestling was back with their card and it's uh, with their card uh said not not uh, 
it's a weird thing. It was hashtag AIW not, just so throwing that out there. It had a longer name. Yeah. <laughs> just leave it at that. It's all Leave right. it at that. You can find it on IWTV. Sorry about that. I don't want to read the whole fucking name. Uh, I also cut it off in the picture I took. Uh, so, because uh, we read these off a of cage match. Best place to get news, by the way, cagematch.com. Uh, so, you ready to hear some uh, things? Yeah, let's talk. The opening was a tag team match. The team of Dominic Garini and Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Casey Carrington and Ethan Wright with Brian Carson in their corner. 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, you know what? When you get Lawler and Garini together, violence is all you need to know, and that's what happened in this match. Very good. Very solid match. Uh, next up in a singles match, one of my favorite wrestlers out there and one of the best-kept secrets in all of wrestling, and he needs to get booked more places. I even tweeted it out that night. Chase Alifer defeated Riley Rose, 6 minutes and 35 seconds. These two flew all over the damn place. Great match. Chase Oliver is phenomenal. Cannot wait to see more. Book him if you're if you're booking. Next up, the team of Balking Season, Arthur MacArthur and Chuck Stone defeated the production, Derek Dillinger and Ziggy Heim, 7 minutes and 47 seconds. And, of course, it was Toy Hio weekend, so there was a lot of people signing autographs and stuff for Toy Hio that were not on the AAW show, but they were there signing autographs at the AAW show. One of those people is an AIW original, if you will, but is now all elite, and that is Dan Housen. Mm. And Dan Housen came out at the end of this match. He used to be in the production with Derek Director. Uh, he cursed Derek Director and Ziggy Heim while putting over uh, Chuck Stone, uh, oh, Balking Season. So. He, is, he is very nice, but he's, he is very evil. Next up was a match that I was super pumped about. Joslyn Navarro defeated the... Independent Wrestling Hall of Famer Lou Fisto in 9 minutes and 39 seconds. Jocelyn Navarro is getting better and better each and every time out. Definitely a young up-and-comer. Being in there with Lou Fisto, it was pretty awesome. Yes. Next up, we had the AIW Tag Team Championship match. The Philly Marino Experience. PME, your tag team champions, defeated the main event, who were the number one contenders, 13 minutes and 32 seconds. Very good match. Heel PME, pretty damn good. Yes, very, very solid. Next up, we had the Bitcoin Boys. Love this. Take With the Duke in their corner, taking on the, and defeating to infinity and beyond 11 minutes and 12 seconds. The young up-and-comers getting that victory. Big win for the Bitcoin Boys. Very, very good match. Uh, somewhere in here, and I forgot to mention this, somewhere in here, we had uh, you know somebody come out and, and harass Hornswoggle. And uh, Sex Ferguson made an appearance. Oh, jeez. Uh, Sex Ferguson uh, kicked him in the nuts. Let's be honest. <laughs> I love seeing Sex Ferguson. Yeah, I you, you can't go wrong with him. Next up, man, and the guy, one of the guys that Excite Wrestling needs to bring in. One half of the Rip City shooters and our good friend, Baby Sid, JB, Joshua Bishop, destroyed Brian Myers in 10 minutes and 51 seconds. Brian Myers found out what it's like to get an ass whooping. Joshua Bishop. We got to talk to Moose about him. Oh, I, I put it out there in the world, if you didn't notice. And uh, I, I noticed. Yeah, I, got the, I got the like in the retweet, but I think he blinded it. Yeah. Next up, we had a four-way match. And, man, this was a banger. Kaplan defeated Matthew Justice, Isaiah Bronner, and PB Smooth. Nine minutes and 12 seconds. This is one crazy guy and three big meaty men slapping meat, baby. <laughs> and trust me, Matthew Justice was still slapping meat. Don't yes, worry. he was. He's crazy. <laughs> he's He's insane. And that brings us up to the main event of the evening for the AIW Absolute and AIW Intense title. Your double champion, Matt Cardona, defended his title against the other half of the Rip City Shooters and an awesome person, 607 Podcast. Love us some West Barclay, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It came up short. 16 minutes and 54 seconds. And after the match, Chelsea Green 
Brian Myers and Matt Cardona cut the hair of one Wes Barkley. And why you would want to poke the bear any further of one Joshua Bishop, I will never understand that. No, no idea. I think Matt Cardona is going to die eventually, and it will be at the hands of JB. Yes. So AIW threw on one hell of a show on Friday night. Not to be outdone, though, that wasn't the only show that was this Friday night. West Coast Pro Wrestling was back, oh, 10 p.m. Eastern card. Standard Time. Uh, if you're not familiar with West Coast Pro Wrestling, man, IWTV is a great place to see them. They're always putting on bangers. Sold-out crowd from the state room in San Francisco, California, for the art of drowning. This, this was a great card. Ladies and gentlemen, the next night, this young man would be signed to All Elite Wrestling at a Defy show, so we just throw it out there. Nick Wayne defeated Gringo Loco and Steven Tresaro in 12 minutes and 29 seconds in the opening contest. Like I said, the next night at Defy in, the, in, in, in Oregon, he would be offered and accepted an AEW contract, but the young 16-year-old out there doing his damn thing. If you're not familiar, you need to get familiar. One of the biggest names on the indie scene and brightest futures doing his thing. And congratulations on yes, congratulations becoming All Elite. Next up, they made their debut, and the invasion has started. 4-4-0, Atticus Coger, Bobby Beverly, and RSP defeated Alpha Zoe, D-Rogue, and Midas Creed in 12 minutes and 13 seconds. 4-4-0 has now made it to the West Coast. Hell yeah. So excited about this. Next up, in an old-school ass-kicking kind of match, and I was here for it, and uh, I definitely got some love from both uh, both of these gentlemen that I have a lot of respect for. And uh, thankfully, I can say in my time in the wrestling business, I got to work with both. Vinny Massaro defeated B-Boy in 9 minutes and 35 seconds with the snoring elbow. Loved it. Vinny Massaro, man, still out there kicking it, yeah. still training guys, still kicking ass. B-Boy, this was his first singles match. And I think they said five years. I was going to say because he's had he's, he's had that horrible. He's had well, multiple injuries, mostly his knee and neck. And this was awesome to see him in the ring. It yeah. was awesome to see him back, and it was really cool. Very cool moment. Next, we had a four way women's match. Masha Slamovich defeated Kylie Ray, Nicole Savoy, and Rachel Ellering. Nine minutes and forty five seconds. This is women's wrestling. It was phenomenal. Slamovich man coming out on top. Yeah, this is a great match. If you want to talk about probably one of the you know. Normally, this would be the best match of the night, the next one I'm going to talk about. But it was the second best match on this night. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, all these matches were bangers. Yeah. Kevin Blackwood defeated Davey Richards in 13 minutes and 7 seconds. And, oh, boy, they brought the wrestling. If you don't know who Kevin Blackwood is, Buffalo, New York native, moved out west, has gotten super serious, and he's getting big chances. As a matter of fact, he'll be coming to... GCW and the California shows. We'll be talking about them next week because that's when they're happening. Can you believe this, though? Great match with Davey Richards. You want to talk about uh, stars to watch and possible breakout stars? Blackwood has to be on the top of the list, if not near the top already. I agree. He is becoming one of the biggest names in independent wrestling. And if you are not familiar with what he is doing, watch this match. By the way, upset of the night, man. Talking about another young gunner, man. 18 years old. Titus Alexander, second-generation wrestler. Defeated all heart. Blake Christian. Oh. 13 minutes and 31 seconds. Got the surprise win over Blake. Snuck one in. But the young gunner, man, doing his thing. Him and Blake Christian had a great match. And Titus Alexander, man, he came up with Starboy Charlie. Lots of you know tag team partners, then feuding, then Starboy got injured. I'm glad that he's getting his due again. He's a very talented young man that I hope to see more of. I know we're seeing him on the LA, LA mm. fight shows, yep. so that means we might be seeing him in GCW soon. I'm all for it. Great match here, though. Phenomenal match. 
Next up, if you wanted violence, you got violence, and this was a hardcore rules tag team match. Jacob Fatu and Juicy Finois defeated the second group gear crew team of the West Coast Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray, and Daddy Effie. 12 minutes and 19 seconds, and let me tell you what. This match was fucking brutal from bell to bell. These four men beat the shit out of each other, but Jacob Fatu and Juicy get the win, which I think puts Jacob Fatu in line for a a West Coast Pro Wrestling title shot against AJ Gray. I would have to say he he is now got to be the number one contender. This match was... You can't say any other word other than brutal. And you know what? I can't wait to see the Samoan werewolf go one-on-one with the motherfucking truth. Oh, get ready for that. And then the main event of the evening, and on this show, it was the main event and possibly one of the most talked about independent wrestling matches we've seen in a while. Mm. And boy, was this me- it blew my fucking mind. Speedball Mike Bailey defeated ACH in 17 minutes and 41 seconds, and... The wrestlers that were in the building, all of them said that this is possibly the greatest match they ever witnessed. I sat at home with my jaw touching the floor on a night where you had Kevin Blackwood versus Davey Richards. Not to mention all the other great matches we talked about. Mm -hmm. Mind you, there was not a bad match on this card. But also, Blackwood versus Richards is a a top-tier match anywhere in the world. The main event of the evening picked it up. And if you guys watch any match from this, go on YouTube, go wherever, find... Mike Speedball Mike Bailey versus is ACH. It is phenomenal. I, I I gotta admit, I need to find this match. But everything I've been hearing about it, this is our year match of the year candidate. Man, it's it's phenomenal. And it's definitely worth I, I got it. If I haven't given you, I'll give you the IWTV sign in. You gotta see this yeah. is a fucking phenomenal match. I, I can't uh I it's one of those matches I'm gonna stress to everybody. You need to see this, and you need to see this as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of things that went down this past weekend on Saturday night, NWA had a show, uh, and it was supposed to be kind of like a televised house show. Mm-hmm. However, at the end of the day, we had a new NWA World Champion, wow. and that man is Matt Cardona, who's having a better year than Matt Cardona. He knocked off Trevor Murdoch to become your new NWA World Champion. How do you feel about Cardona as the new NWA World's heavyweight champion? The hottest name on the indies does it again. This is, I mean, listen, we're all living in his world right now. There is not a wrestler on the independent scene doing bigger things right now than Cardona. Love him or hate him, he's doing the damn thing. I mean, he's towing along a lot of belts. I'm just going to throw that out there. We're going to talk about another one here because we're going to preview a show in a second. But I will also say this. He caught the ire of one man, though, because after the match, the... National Treasure Nick mm-hmm. Aldis came out and said, hey, I have a rematch that I never cashed in. I got busy with this other grudge match work that I've been doing. So guess what, Matt Cardona at the Crockett Cup? You've got your challenger, and the belt's coming home to the real world's champion. That's going to be a great match. Because as you know, Nick Aldis still calls himself the real world's mm-hmm. champion. So he's going to get a chance to prove if he truly is the real world's champion, him and Cardona at the Crockett Cup. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of Matt Cardona, he's going to be the one that we kick off on this show because this upcoming uh, Saturday, February 19th, we have Impact Wrestling returns to pay-per-view and fight.tv from the uh, West Wego, Louisiana, and the Olaro Center for No Surrender. And uh, let's do a quick rundown of the card for everybody. Uh, Of course, in the intergender match for the Impact Digital Media Champion, your champion, Matt Cardona, defending against the first and former champion, Jordan Grace. This should be a fun match. I think Cardona retains. 
We'll kind of wait and see if we go from there. Two big, two big meaty men slapping meat will happen next. Black Taurus versus Jonah. Oh, this is going to be a brutal match. Up next, we have the man himself, Eric Young, EY, taking on the Switchblade, Jay White, the man who is now all elite. King Switch for the win. Next up is the match that we have been waiting for for about two years now. (laughs) Or more. For the Impact World Tag Team Championship, the Good Brothers, your champions, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, will take on the, the Bullet Club Zone. Gorillas of Destiny, G-O-D, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa. It's going down finally. G-O-D versus the Good Brothers. It's been it, This is the match we've been waiting for. This is a dream match. G-O-D for the win. And, and new, and new, baby. And, and new. new. No question about this one. Next up, we got the Impact Knockouts World Championship match. Your champion, Mickey James, defending against Tasha Steeles. She's going to have Savannah Evans in her corner. Tasha Steeles. Been getting some big wins lately. Can she get the biggest win of her career against the legend Mickey James? Yes. Yeah, so this obviously rules out my pick for Elimination Chamber for Mickey being okay. there. But this is going to be a great match. And I, I'm going to say, and still, but this might be the match of the night. I'm going to put it out there right now. So we have a 10-man hardcore war up next. We have Team Impact, Chris Sabin, Die Hard Eddie Edwards, Rhino, Rich Swan, and Steve Macklin. Taking on Honor No More, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King, and Maria Canellis will be at ringside, which does make a difference. And there is a nice stipulation here. If Honor No More wins, they will remain in Impact Wrestling. If Team Impact wins, Honor No More will be gone for good. This is an interesting story because there's two ways to look at this. I mean, we do know Supercard of Honor is coming up in April, but... I'm going to say Team Honor wins because somebody defects from Team Impact to help them. I think you're right. I think that person's going to be Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Because he has the most ties to Ring of Honor. And on top of that, let's be honest, peek behind the curtain, everybody in Honor No More is signed to Impact. Yeah. I mean, that's not saying they can't lose and do some weird fucking things because it's wrestling. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, let's be honest. But I, I, I agree with you. I think if somebody's going to turn, I think that person's going to be diehard Eddie Edwards. Because he's, he's a former Ring of Honor world champion. He can't be happy that he's not in this title picture and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of the title picture, the main event of the evening for the Impact World Championship, your champion, Moose, going one-on-one with W. Morrissey. This is going to be an interesting match. Let's talk about two big-ass men fucking each other up, man. Yeah, this is going to be hard-hitting to say the least. I do like Moose in this, but don't sleep on Morrissey. Since he's returned to Impact, he has been on fire. Absolutely cannot agree with you more. Loving what we're seeing out here. Uh, Impact Wrestling this Saturday. If you're looking for something to watch, Fight.TV is the place to be. Yes. And we can see some awesome, awesome, awesomeness. All right. Let's talk about some all elite wrestling. Okay. And, uh, you know, all elite wrestling last week. Making big waves. Mm-hmm. We found out who the mystery guy was. Yes. And that mystery man was none other than Keith Lee. Keith Lee is all elite now. And, uh, of course, everybody's talking about the Chuck across the ring from hell. Yeah. <laughs> or now, uh, uh, <laughs> dude, that was crazy. Yeah. Perfect, perfect opponent for Keith Lee to showcase his skills against Isaiah Cassidy. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, also, we got to see AQA in a, in a title match. Against Jade Cargill, and then afterwards, AQA was offered a contract, so she is now on an all elite wrestler. Yeah, 
Very excited to see what she can bring to the table. Also on the same show, and this is what I want to talk about here. I mean, we're going to talk about overall, so we're going to come back to Keith Lee and everything, but this is one of the bigger ones. All Elite now got themselves to switchblade Jay White, all because of a faux pas in his tweet. Yeah. So Tony Khan has now paid however much money it is to procure the services of one switchblade Jay White because he messed up the language in a tweet. Yeah. We'll continue to talk about that, but I just want to make that clear. Switchblade Jay White is All Elite. And as we found out this past weekend, as we point out, young Nick Wayne has also been signed to All Elite Wrestling. So, in 2022, Mm -hmm. so far, and I'm not talking, we're talking about new signings. AEW has signed Jake Atlas, Mercedes Martinez, Brody King, Danhausen, Keith Lee, AQA, Switchblade Jay White, Nick Wayne. That's and I don't know if I'm missing anybody, but that's that's who they've signed currently. That's a lot. Now, we know that Tony Khan has been in the news saying, hey, I don't know what about it. There's people's contracts coming up. I don't know. I'm sure some of them are going to go. Here's the problem. People are out here thinking, man, this is great. We have all these toys. It's beautiful. They've signed all these guys. And on one hand, you're 100% correct. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, once again... The, the roster is bloated. Where are all these guys going to go? They already don't use some of the guys that they have. And if you're like, oh, well, Joey Janela is going to leave and, and Sonny Kiss is going to leave and you know whoever else is coming up on their contract. All right, so eight people leave, let's say, but none of them were on Dynamite. Yeah. So now even if you get rid of all of them, not all of these people are going to be on Dynamite. Since Jake Atlas has been in the company, he's only been on Dark and Dark Elevation. I think he might have had one Rampage appearance. I could be wrong. He did it one. So he's not on TV. That's fine. Whatever. Mercedes Martinez started a feud and then disappeared. They're actually running that now. Oh, they're uh, going back oh, to yeah, it finally? Well, they're doing this odd thing where like Britt Baker is is paid her to be like the hired muscle now. And now it's causing friction with uh, Jamie Hayter. So ah, they're doing okay. this like weird back and forth thing going on with them that I know that they have a match with uh, it's Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, no holds barred. Oh, okay, I'm on, happy. Coming I'm happy. up on Dynamite, so I think that's where you're going to see like the implosion happen there. Hopefully, hopefully. We have Dan Housen, which to defense, Dan Housen is still out injured. Right. But they're at least using him. He mm-hmm. cursed the Young Bucks last week, so he's he's getting TV time. Yeah. And that's what he should be doing is smart signing. I said that before because he's one of those guys that doesn't necessarily need to wrestle all the time. You can feature him in other things to be entertaining, and they have so far and taken advantage of the fact of his injury. So kudos to them there. And I have zero problems with it. Mm-hmm. Brody King is now the tag team partner, muscle, whatever, if you want, for the House of Black. Yeah. But we've only seen him once. (laughs) Yeah, whatever's (laughs) going on with that feud, that's just getting weird. Keith Lee gets a big win. Hopefully he'll get a big push, but who knows? We'll find out. You know, a lot of people want Keith Lee versus Miro. We're going to talk about Miro in a second. Mm -hmm. AQA joining another young woman to further division that's going to be awesome uh you know she doesn't necessarily need a ton of tv time let's get her ready and get her prepped okay that's fine yeah same with nick wayne hopefully they are both allowed to still work the indies so they can get their reps in that's all i'm saying and and but good signings young talented people you can train and get them in there nick wayne versus hook gotta happen and then you have the switch j blade the switch blade i keep saying switch j switch blade j white who is now adam cole's best friend yeah this whole i talked about this on blogs count anywhere I don't understand where we're going with this because the whole vignette thing was Adam Cole and the Bucks were taking care of Rapongi Vice backstage 
Jay White shows up. The Young Bucks are looking like, what's going on? Jay White and Cole apparently are BFFs. They're bringing up about, well, you know, there's a problem with Kenny Omega. And Adam Cole drops this weird line while saying, well, once you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life. Okay. So who is Adam Cole with? Because obviously we know the team uh, formerly known as Undisputed Era, Red Dragon, is still on roster. So Cole is kind of was teasing the allegiance with them. Undisputed Era 2.0? Yes. And then uh, you have the Elite or Super Click, you know, when Kenny Omega is coming back from his injuries. So obviously you figure they're going to set up the, the six-man uh, six tag or match there. But now you throw in Jay White. Well, does this mean, obviously we know Jay White is, is doing work in Impact right now in New Japan Strong. Does this mean that some other friends of his are going to be coming here? We're going to see the G.O.D. show up and we're going to have a... Uh, three-team, nine-man tag match going on? Like, I mean, how does it... It's one thing to have all the toys, but it's also enough to make sure they get enough TV time to work. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really lost and confused about this. Yeah. Uh, once again, I've been saying here, and I mean, I mean, we, maybe we're only program is saying it, even, because a lot of people are just looking at the positives, and that's fine. I, I'm always about the positives, but... There's just not enough TV time. And, like, you got somebody like Miro. Like, the fans instantly go, Keith Lee versus Miro. That's what we're going to see. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. And then we find out Miro's did an interview where he said, I haven't heard from anybody in AEW. I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. But creative's got nothing for me. Yeah. Which is puzzling. And then you have, you know, you know all this TV time we're talking about. Where are you going to push all these guys? Where? It's just, it's just not possible. And... I'm starting to see this bloating, and it's like this is the bad part where Tony Khan needs to manage and needs to go. We need to cut the roster, and and if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to fire people, that's fine. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get not. Then let their contracts expire. Yeah, you know you're already paying them to stay at home. For Christ's sakes, don't pay to fly them in if you're not going to use them because that's the big thing that we've been hearing. They're flying people in, paying for hotel rooms, and never using them. So mm. why why have them there? Save some money. Yeah. Because right now the company's hemorrhaging money. Yeah, it's a no matter weird how you want to look thing. at it. I know all the wrestling fans don't want to hear that, but it's true from the horse's mouth, from Tony Khan's mouth. Mm-hmm. Of course, he blames it on a video game. Yeah, but but it's a lot of money to just be a video game. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. Smarter things need to happen. And AEW, if they don't start doing that, they're just going to become WCW circa 2000, where they signed all these people from WWE. All the, all the people, mm-hmm. the misfit toys, and then they had all their young guys, and what did we get? We got New Blood Rising, and most of those guys in the ring on that New Blood Rising for the New Blood never never worked. They never panned they out. They were just, well, well not even they pan out, they were just standing around. Yeah. They bring them in for these big in-ring things, and then they weren't on TV, they weren't wrestling, because there's not enough time, because the top guys were wrestling. The Billy Kidmans of the world were wrestling. Mm-hmm. Chronic. You know, I'm talking about the young guys. From yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah. Not to mention, then you had all the the guys who were signed. The Millionaires Club, if you will. Mm-hmm. You had Hogan and Sid and Sting and Luger and Macho Man. And, you know, Scott Steiner fell in there somewhere. Booker T. So you had all these guys who who were not working because there wasn't enough spots. Yeah. And we're following into that right now in, in, in AEW. And you guys got to – I think something has to change, man. Tony Khan, somebody needs to, go to come to Jesus moment because I'm happy to see a lot of these guys get paid and get money and, and go somewhere. But that means I also want to see them be pushed and work. 
Like, I don't want you to sign Keith Lee and then I only see him once a month. Yeah. I don't want, you know, like, and, and here's my biggest problem. You have a guy like Adam Cole where we got Switchblade Jay White coming in his best friend, but Adam Cole has done nothing but job. Except now they're also tr- well. He jobbed into he jobbed his way into a title match. Yeah, which is still weird to try figuring the logic out there. There is no logic. That's right. why. And meanwhile, you got Brian Danson and Lee Moriarty, which is going to tear the wrestling world down. <gasps> as long as they give him enough time in the ring, because you know Danielson, as long as he has enough time, is going to put over the young kid. I mean, I'm not saying that Moriarty's winning, but I'm saying that he's going to make him look like a million bucks. Although Moriarty doesn't need help, he's fucking amazing. So it's going to be a coming out party for Lee Moriarty because he's in there with the perfect guy. All I'm going to say is this. If they're doing that faction deal that Brent Danielson's trying to recruit, listen, pair him with Moriarty and watch what happens. It'd be great, but once again, where are we going to get the TV time then? Oh, exactly. Well, that's the problem that you have right now. And like you touched upon, the roster is just its hemorrhaging just as much as the company is, in my opinion. And now we're finding out people are unhappy. Yeah. This past week, Sheeta. Yeah. Can't wait for fans to start attacking her like they attacked Brian Cage and Swall and everybody else who, who says that they're not happy. Yeah. By the way, telling how telling is it uh, Max Caster's rap? Yeah. More TV time than Brian Cage? I don't want to brag about that too much because they, uh, they're they like the kings of Rampage. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. And I'm not shitting on the company. I love the moves. I just think that we need to make sure that people are getting pushed there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, we got a world champion that, it, it, you know, barely wrestles. And by the way, cryptic much? And I, I'm going to say it, it's multiple times that we've seen these weird tweets from Hangman Page in the last year, mm-hmm. one of which was after All Out, remember, mm. when they said, oh, he's not going to be here getting a title shot because his wife's going to have a baby. And on Labor Day, he was like, nope, not doing anything. Yep. And now, this last week, after the match with Lance Archer, he puts out a tweet, I'm tired of bleeding once a month. Yeah. What's real and what's not? Can't be a storyline because they're not doing any storyline with him. Yeah, you you can't say now he's been doing all these blood matches, you know, anything like that. I'm just saying they need to fix. They need to clean house instead of worrying about what's happening in WWE. Who gives a shit? Clean house. Make sure we got the best wrestling going proper. Because if if people are really as unhappy as it looks like, bad things are going to happen. And I don't care. You know, I don't want to hear these. Oh, they're just being down. No, it's not being down them. I want them to succeed like you would not believe. Mm-hmm. How, however, it's just too many people not doing shit. Yeah. It is what it is. But let's got end the uh, mid-card on good news, uh, shall we? Good news for the mid-card. We have found out the next inductee of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. By the way, there will be one more inductee. Uh, inductee sorry. They have said that one more will be inducted. But the class so far, let's see if I can do it off the top of my head. So the class of far is the Briscoe brothers? Yes. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson? Yes. And did I miss anybody else before the new entry? I don't think so. No, you didn't. So we just found out this in the past 24 hours, actually, officially. Well, it, was, it was told last week, but the last 24 hours they confirmed that the newest member of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame going down at Supercard of Honor, or the same weekend as WrestleMania, if you will, is going to be the one and only... Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe, of course, in the history of Ring of Honor. He's one of the reasons why Ring of Honor is so damn good. Yes, absolutely. Well-deserved. This class, I mean, you talk about the heart and souls of Ring of Honor and the, and the legends that have been there. Briscoes, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe. This is, this, is, this is Ring of Honor. Now, we have been told there's only going to be four members. Mm-hmm. Well, technically there's more because the tag team. Right. But... 
it's going to be kind of interesting. Who could be the last member of the inaugural induction class of Ring of Honor? I've heard some names thrown around. Of course, CM Punk's name's been CM thrown Punk around. CM Punk would be my which guess. Which, of course, you have C- if Samoa Joe and CM Punk go at the same time. It's their three, their three classic matches of Ring of Honor, or really what it is. I've also heard Nigel McGuinness's name out there, mm. which, obviously, another ter- terrific wrestler, another man that bleeds. I even saw Gabe Sapolsky out there, which, remember, he's the original booker yeah, of Ring of true. Honor. I mean, I could see an argument for all of those people. I can tell you who it's not going to be, Jim Cornette. (laughs) (laughs) But you know who my long shot is and I think should be – and I I think that they – I think if they're going to do something that I like – if they're going to take anything from World Wrestling Entertainment for a Hall of Fame, you should take – the headliner should be – you shouldn't over-heavy it. And right now you have a big class. It's your first class. So – if you do CM Punk, which I'm fine, I'm fine with CM Punk. I'm fine with Nigel. I'm fine with whoever they do. But I would say put somebody that's less in. And I'm not saying less to the company's history. I'm just saying less in. My vote would be for Kerry Silkin, the oh. man who bleeds Ring of Honor to be in the Hall of Fame, the inaugural Hall of Fame. And I'm not saying it's because he's lesser, but I mean, he's not on you know the level of Samoa Joe or Brian Danson or the Briscoes because he's not in the ring. Mm. But if there was no Kerry Silkin, there'd be no Ring of Honor. So I think, honestly, if I'm picking, and I and once again, I'd be wh- whoever it is, I'm good with. But if you're talking inaugural Hall of Fame, Kerry Silkin's my pick to be the last member. I'm all right with that. And if you want to add another member and add a punk in that, that's fine. If you want to do five, I'm fine with that too. I think they should do five, honestly. I like the number five. But... If you're only going to do four, Kerry Silken should have that spot. If you're going to do five, Silken and Punk, I think should be the two. Unless you wanted to say Punk till next year for another big name guy, that could I could see them doing that as well too. I and mean, then I would put in Nigel or Austin Aries. I think you're going to see Nigel maybe be the one for this class, and they might save Punk for next year because I think you should save a heavy hitter. But if you want to go big, because it is the inaugural year, I understand that you could definitely go with Punk because Punk and Joe put it on the map, American Dragon possibly the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time, although mm-hmm. Austin Aries would have to say something about that because he's the only three-time, well, second three-time champion because, remember, Adam Cole did it later on. Right. Uh, Nigel McGuinness, a two-time champion. I don't know if you, I don't know if WWE would allow, but maybe because they've had dealings with him before, but Seth Rollins, Tyler Black is another pick. Kevin Owens is another pick. Mm. But those guys could be future picks. Right. But they still mean a lot. Sami Zayn, although it would be better if he comes back as El Generico. Yes. For that induction, although they should do Steen Erico if they're going to do that, in yeah. my opinion. Age of the Fall is a pick. I don't know if not inaugural, but Age of the Fall is a pick, especially because you want to talk about one of the feuds that put every uh, the Briscoes and everybody else on the map. Briscoes were a great tag team, but the feud that got him was Sinerico into Age of the Fall. Because mm-hmm. we all, all remember Jay Briscoe hanging upside down, bleeding all over the white coat of one Jimmy Jacobs. Yes. Of course, Tyler Black, a member of Age of the Fall, with Necro Butcher and Lacey. The original, that's the original lineup. Of course, the late, great Brody Lee was also a member of Age of the Fall eventually. Got a lot of choices to pick for this. I just want to throw it out there. Like, Ring of Honor has a rich history. Roderick Strong, another, you know, there's so many guys top of the class that Ring of Honor was the the, the starting point for that I could argue anybody. But if you're going to do four, I think Silken, I think no matter what, Silken needs to be on the inaugural. Mm -hmm. If he's not, okay, I'm going to be fine with him. I'm going to be a dick about it. But I think there's nobody who bleeds Ring of Honor more than Kerry Silken. And I think that that's why they should recognize him on the inaugural class, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, we are going to now take our last final break before diving into some tremendous, that's right, tremendous GCW news. And uh, huge weekend coming up, GCW, JCW, and H2O. We're going to talk about all of that after the break. If you're watching on 
Twitch. I drew a blank for some reason where we're doing here. <laughs> and my brain's shutting down, brother. Uh, you're going to see the information for the Three Fat Nerds podcast. If you're at home and on Twitch, you're going to hear our good friends shout out the robots once again. Because why not? Three Fat Nerds podcast, our, our, our intro music is also done. By the great shout out to the robots. This song is called Fail Better. Once again, get it wherever you get great music. We'll be right back after this break. Talked in main event. Talking another huge GCW weekend. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It is time to rumble! It is time for the main event of this week's edition of 607TWS. And Ken M is saving the day right here. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I just want to throw that out to you. Because uh, <laughs> we do the shit live, yeah? Yes. Fuck it. We're doing it live. So anyways, upcoming, we have a huge, uh, we have two in a row, by the way, huge GCW weekends. And uh, we got it. We got it. This is a huge homecoming weekend. Uh, it's called Fuckery Weekend, by the way. Yes. <laughs> that is the name of the weekend. And it's going down starting this upcoming Saturday. And the first show that starts this Saturday is Jersey Championship Wrestling, JCW, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. So absolutely free to check this out at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Just want to make that very clear. Uh, of course, it is called Gladiator Days. You ready to talk about this? Hell yeah. We got Brian Keith making his JCW oh, appearance, first appearance, oh, oh, oh. the bounty hunter, and he's out there to collect it 
from Cole Radrick. Oh, this is going to be a phenomenal match. That's going to be a solid match. Our good friend, and I like to, instead of saying his name, Garrett, because you can't, Baby Steiner, JJ Garut, <laughs> takes on Alec Price. That's going to be a really good match. We have a six-man tag team match. It's Edith Surreal teaming with Incoherence, which is Delirious and Hollow Wicked, taking on the team of Billy Starks and Yokai, Janai Kai and Yoya. Talking about young guns and yo- so, some older folks and young yeah. guns. Edith Surreal making some really cool moves out there. Billy Starks, another one of those young gunners coming up. Mm-hmm. In a singles match, we have the East Coast legend Grim Reefer going yeah. one-on-one with another up-and-comer, Marcus Mathers. That's going to be a good match. Speaking of a uh, good match, the, another legend from the East Coast, Azriel. He's mm. been doing it a long time. Yeah. He's going to be going one-on-one with the man who's making his return to JCW and GCW this weekend, the Drago Kid. Oh, ho, ho, ho. if you're not familiar with Drago Kid, Get ready. And it's going to be a big weekend for Charles Mason and his goons as well because getting tired of dealing with the goons and shit, Joey Janela. Joey Janela is going one-on-one with Slade. Okay. And Charles Mason is going to try to get revenge after the uh, pre-show battle royal from World on GCW as he goes one-on-one with big fucking Vin. Ah, hell yeah. I don't think he's going to make that one. I don't think so, yeah. Well, that's all well and good because then we go on to that night, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fight.tv. Game Changer Wrestling comes out with Believe Me. And it's coming from the carousel room at the showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey, like all of these. And I just want to throw out there, this not only is this card phenomenal, mm-hmm. not only are we in the home of GCW, but on top of that, it's a reasonable price. The whole weekend, the two GCW... Now, mind you, the JCW show is free. The H2O show, I do believe, is on IWTV. And so if you have IWTV, get it. And the two GCW shows, only 20 bucks, nineteen ninety nine for both shows. You can Can't buy them separately, that. or you can pay $20 and get both of them. I just want to throw that out there. Of course, I always get the package, and we'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, singles match. And this is going to be, let's be honest, a fucking death match. Matt Tremont. One half of the Hate Club, one half of the GCW World Tag Team Champions with their new belts. We'll go one-on-one with Hoodfoot. First time ever. It's wow. Godzilla versus King Kong, baby. Hell yeah. In a death match. Showboat is not ready for this. Another first time ever, believe it or not. You're fucking with a different kind of boy. Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Lloyd going one-on-one with All Heart, a.k.a. the best in the world, Blake Christian. Really? That's yeah. gonna be a, that could be a sleeper match if you're not familiar with like Jimmy Lloyd, everybody knows from death matches, but he can go. Young Gunners collide as Big Breakfast, the East Coast Ace, the Carl Cutter, Jordan Oliver goes one on one with the newly all elite Nick Wayne. That's gonna be a really fun match. Tag team partners, friends. Yeah. Really excited for this one. Here's a fun one for you. Making his second appearance in GCW. Mascara Dorada, formerly known as Grand Metalik, goes one-on-one with the bad boy, Joey Janela. All right. Next up, we have an eight-man tag team match. The second gear crew, the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray, the GCW Extreme Champion, Matthew Justice, and they're tagging with second gear crew members, but also tag team, Bussy, Ali Catch, and Effie to take on the Lucha team of ASF, 
Gringo Loco, Jack Cartwheel, and Ninja Kamikaze Mac. Look out for the chairs because there's going to be some shit broken in this one. Hell fucking yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, in a match where we're all praying for Billy Starks, she will go one-on-one with the Silver Teeth Satan, Atticus Koger, as he breaks through the young guns of wrestling. Yeah, this, this, this is going to be a brutal match. This is going to be a night of death matches because I guarantee this next match is also a fucking death match. The Bridesmaid. <laughs> John wow. Wayne Murdoch is going one-on-one with G. Raver. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, this is not going to be one for the faint of heart. Just going to say that right now. Also, why well, I said three by three, three, because for the GCW Ultra Violent Championship, your champion, the three-peat, Alex Cologne, will defend against the tag team partner of John Wayne Murdoch, Reed Bentley. Uh, pray for Reed. It's going to be a long night. And in a match that we have not seen in years, legendary tag teams will collide. As the former GCW World Tag Team Champions, Jay and Mark the Briscoes, take on the SATs, Joel and Jose Maximo. Okay. We have not seen this in years. Yeah, I was going to say. This is been... back in ROH days. Yeah. So that's why I said that's going to be great. That's all coming to you Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fight.TV. Now let's move to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. And I don't know if it's going to be... It, it doesn't have it listed. I'm assuming if it's not live on IWTV, the rerun will be on IWTV. But I know it's not going to be anywhere else. But I don't know if they'll do it live because whenever H2O does a weekend with GCW, because there's a little bit of legal ease going on between GCW and IWTV, even though they've helped... Uh, GCW's helped IWTV out in the past, mm. usually they don't show the H2O show live. Which is a kind of a mistake for IWTV, but whatever. I digress. It is what it is. Uh, so if it's not live, it will be up that week because IWTV does a good job of getting it up. But anyways, on uh, on Sunday, February 20th at noon, we get H2O's Barbed Wire City Showdown. And I think there's going to be a lot of death matches on this as well, by the mm. way. Uh, first up, we have a three-way match. Colby Carino versus Adonis Valero versus Reed Walker. Okay. We have a six-man tag team street fight. Devin Moore, Drew Blood, and Louis Ramos taking on the team of Chuck Payne, Declan Grant, and Jess Moss. Okay. In a high-stakes six-man tag match, we have Jimmy fucking Lloyd, Kennedy Copeland, and Marcus Mathers taking on Austin Luke, Brandon Kirk, and Mark Angel. Interesting. For the H2O tag team titles... Your champions, Chris Bradley and Christian Ross, take on the Storm of Entrails. That's right, making their return. Storm of Entrails, Dan O'Hara and Schlack. Oh, shit. Oh, it's been a while since we've seen Storm of Entrails. I was going to say, that that's there. been a while. And last but certainly not least, the main event of this evening, by the way, the reason why it's called Barbed Wire City Showdown, in a no-ropes barbed wire match, Matt Tremont goes one-on-one. With the Silver Tea Satan, Atticus Coger. And if you have not seen the build to this match, Coger says he's going to end Tremont. I, I don't doubt this. I mean, I, listen, I love Tremont, but Kogar is just on a different level right now. I want to throw it out. Hopefully he doesn't because 
Tremont's supposed to be in action later that night. We'll talk about that now. Yeah, this is, that's kind of wild. Because going down at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fight.TV is the second of the GCW shows. Of course, this show is called Don't Tell Me What to Do <laughs> from Atlantic City Carousel Room. Singles match, dream match, legend versus up-and-comer. Two Cold Scorpio versus Gringo Loco. Oh, Gringo is on fire right now, too. By the way... Not just Matt Tremont supposed to be on the GCW show. Atticus Kogart is Silver T. Satan is going one-on-one with the sauce. Alex Zane. Coming off that bar- barbed wire match? That's right. Going to be a good match, but damn. Don't blink during this match, folks. All heart. The best in the world. Christian. Blake Christian will take on Ninja fucking Mac. Take my money now. Match of the night. Oh, you think that's that bad? You can't blink for two matches because ASF goes one-on-one with the Drago Kid. Seriously, GCW, just take my money. The second gear crew, AJ Gray and Matthew Justice, will be taking on in his tag team match the bad boy Joey Janela and his partner Marco Stunt. Pray for Marco. Next up, and another death. There's going to be a lot of death matches this weekend. They're paying off the fans for yeah. the not having death matches at World on GCW, which they can't. Because for the GCW Ultra Violent title, second day in a row on the line, Alex Cologne defends against Oren Veit. Okay. This is going to be a great match, by the way. If you're not familiar with Oren Veit, very good. He's uh, He does death matches, but he also does regular matches just like uh, Cologne. It's going to be a good match. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about him, but I, the reputation speaks for him. And what should be the main event of the evening, I'm assuming, for the GCW World Tag Team Championships, your champions, the Hate Club, Matt Tremont and Nick fucking Gage, going, taking on the Rejects, John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. And that should be also a death match. Yeah, that's going to be out of control. Watch out for the chairs. By the way, I'm assuming all weekend long we're going to see some interactions from John Wayne Murdoch and Alex Cologne. I would say so. As allegedly, that might be going down at spring break. It's got to happen sooner later. Or Planet Deathmatch, which was just announced as well for WrestleMania weekend. Mm. Adding another card to the already awesome collective card that is going down WrestleMania weekend for Game Changer Wrestling. Ken M, another big weekend of GCW action means... Another weekend of us watching great GCW action. Indeed. No, I mean, these cards are stacked. I mean, we... Get asked all the time, like, why are we talking about GCW? If you watch these shows, and like you said, for the bundle, it's 20 bucks. $20. There is no way you don't get your money's worth. Now, you might say, okay, well, it's just death matches. It's not just death matches. That's like the biggest argument I've had with fans. There is some wrestling for everyone here. And if you don't like death matches, listen, that's cool. It's not for everybody. I got thrown into it very deep. <laughs> and I've now become very familiar with it. Is it my go-to? No, but I will watch it because I respect what they do. But if you're looking for some of the best wrestling on the planet, GCW is giving it to you. Absolutely. This one's going to be a little heavier, I think, on the deathmatch side for an event. It's the first time they've done, in a little while, done a heavier on the deathmatch side, which I'm fine with because, I mean, there is a fandom for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll be going out to L.A. next week, of course. Uh, we'll be breaking that down, but, I mean, the big headliner for the L.A. weekend, of course, is Joey Janela and X-Pac taking on Cardona 
and Brian Myers. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world of GCW. Game Changer Wrestling's firing on all cylinders, going coast to coast and everywhere in between. We're getting more announcements about the Atlanta debut. Uh, we've learned, uh, you know, that the collective is going to be bigger than ever. And uh, we'll be t- paying attention to that, breaking that down, coming up to WrestleMania. We're coming to the best season of wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. We got two great weekends of, a- of GCW, followed by a weekend of AEW. Yep. I mean, and then we're in WrestleMania, full WrestleMania mode. Great time to be a fan right now. Collective going down, Super Card of Honor going down, WrestleMania going down. Too much wrestling. I don't know how I'm going to watch all this wrestling on WrestleMania weekend, but I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to fucking try. If my name ain't John Wayne Murdoch, who the fuck did they beat? <laughs> That's how us Alex Cologne. That's right. Goddamn. Bridesmaid. Facts. Bridesmaid or Paper Champ. This, those shirts are great, though, by the way. I just got to point out. The two of them and this feud, woo! Loving it, loving it. If you're not a Deathmatch Wrestling fan, it's okay. But this feud between John Wayne Murdoch and Alex Cologne is some good shit. Yes. Such good shit, pal. Yeah, let's do it. We haven't done this in a while. Let's get him with it. This is such good shit. That's GCW as a whole. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that's coming up this week on Fight.TV. Both of the GCW shows, $20 to get the bundle. You might as well get both of them. We're going to get the bundle. And then, of course, JCW is going to be at 5 p.m. on Saturday. And that is for the – no, 2 p.m. on Saturday, sorry. 2 p.m. on Saturday, correction. That is on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel for absolutely free. So check that out for free. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, H2O Wrestling was at noon on Sunday. And that will eventually be on IWTV. I would assume a quick turnaround, so probably early week for right. IWTV. Like I said, because of the legal issues – between Game Changer Wrestling and Independent Wrestling TV. Yeah. Hopefully that ends soon. I think they don't want to use G- Game Changer Wrestling's camera crews live, which mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. It's... When they should just use it live because they're using the fucking footage. Or send a separate crew. I don't know. It's reasons. Weird shit. Reasons. 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 But anyways, I digress. Another great re- weekend of wrestling for Game Changer Wrestling. But with that being said, that's going to bring us to the close of the show. And before we do close, I do want to point out one thing, and I don't want to be negative on it long, but there was that incident at the Warriors mm. Wrestling uh, where Thunder Rosa versus Athena happened and uh, some racial slurs were said. And like I said before, let's be better than that. Uh, I was kind of surprised there was no kind of quick reaction to it. From what we're hearing reports of the person who was in a section with that person, mm-hmm. uh, Padawan Jay was telling us uh, that somebody he follows it was in that same section and they did not remove the guy quick enough, which, what are you waiting for? Unacceptable. And uh, I don't want to throw shade on Warrior Wrestling because it's not like their fault that some asshole showed up, but when you have that light of a house, and I mean that, like to not be a dick, but it wasn't for the stat card they brought, the house was light, brother. Yeah. Get rid of that motherfucker, man. I just want to throw that out there. No need for that. Thunder Rosa gave him a whooping on it. I don't want to stay too on it, but come on. If I have to say it every week, just kind of before we go into closing, let's be better. Let's do better. Let's hold motherfuckers accountable. Uh, That goes for the wrestling companies, the wrestling promoters, the security of said wrestling companies, the boys in the back, the fans. If you claim you're part of the wrestling community, just hashtag be better. I mean, my first reaction is, why didn't the dude punch him in the mouth? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. But that, I guess the guy that Pat follows said that he was in the worst section he's ever been in for a wrestling show. Yeah. The only the only good thing was the baby, I think he said. Yeah, <laughs> it is. 
Oh man! I, I once again, I don't want to disparage warrior warrior wrestling. I you know that's not my my job here. Mm-hmm. But for the amount of money they spend on these dream cards, quote unquote, they need to start stepping it up. Because when your talents in the ring go in, this is unfucking acceptable. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. So, what should be a great moment? Because this was, I think, Athena's first match back. Yeah, if they're... first indie indie match back, so I, this should be a joyous moment, not uh oh fuck. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Be better, folks. That's all I want to say. But before we leave, let's talk about the ODPH one more time. Tell the folks how to find it, Ken. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com, where you can check out the directory, which has the ODPH on your favorite podcast providers. Classified section, where you can find friends of the show, such as 8122 Productions. So if you need to find out where Three Fat Nerds hang out, you can definitely find theirs. Check out their Patreon. Check out everything going on with 607TWS, because the link is right there, too, for the page as well. Also... T Public Store, Parlay Points, you name it. If it's ODPH, it's there. So just use, remember use the hashtag ODPHPod, ODPHPodcast.com. I'll just help you out, Ken. If if you're trying to find the three fat nerds, if there's a buffet in your area, probably there. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, it's not just uh, it's not just a name. It's a lifestyle. We live the gimmick, brother. Anyways, three fat nerds podcast, 8122productions.com for all information. We got a T Public Store link there. We got the Patreon link there, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, get a ton of extra bonus content. Help support everything we're doing here. Uh, also, of course, there is a, the, the link to Musical X who let us use their music so we can be copyright free. Uh, check all those out. Friends of the show like the ODPH and Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th in Vernon Downs in Vernon, New York. Uh, what else we got going on there? We got our local sponsorship there. Shout outs to Dragon Master Games for providing us with the 8122 Production Studios and Rex to Rod's auto detailing for allowing us to do all this shit fucking uh, ad free. You know Great what I mean? Great people. So awesome supporting us, helping out since day one with both of them right here for the Three Fat Nerds and 8122 Productions and everything we're doing. So shout outs to them. Find that information at 8122productions.com. As well, if you're listening to this in podcast form, all of the links for the ODPH and Three Fat Nerds podcast are in the description for the podcast in hyperlink form. Unfortunately, if you're listening to us on uh, on Twitch and the replay, I can't put hyperlinks on Twitch for some reason. I don't understand it, whatever. But, but just know to go to 8122productions.com or odphpodcast.com and all the information is there, including tagging into the other ones as well. Yes. But got to give a shout out to the people listening Absolutely. on podcasts as well because you motherfuckers are important too. Just Hell yeah. We might be a little foul mouth. <laughs> we might be a little brash. I might try to fight people at times. <laughs> However, we are damn entertaining, and I can say that much, and we're bringing a positive spin to wrestling, and that is our goal here. Well, having a good time as fans and people who have been around in, in the wrestling business. Uh, also, big shout-outs this upcoming Sunday. We are having a little bash for uh, Johnny Moose, owner of Excite Wrestling, so I want to say happy birthday to Johnny Moose. I yes. know technically his birthday falls in between here, but that's fine. Big announcement from them, too. Excite 10. The card was just released on ExciteWrestling.com. Yeah, we got Colby Carino versus Tommy Dreamer. Yes. As a main event. And so many more great matches. You want to check that out. Of course, uh, I I was very impressed with the card. Matt Cross making his Excite return, Mm -hmm. former Excite Wrestling heavyweight champion of the world. So can't wait to see most of that stuff. So keep your eyes out there. But, yeah, big happy birthday shout out to Johnny Moose. I want to throw that in there before we go and end on a positive note. Uh, as we leave, as we always do, there's only one song you know that we can end the 607 TWS on. And that, of course, is One Winged Angel by Second Suitor. Check it out wherever you get great fucking music. Let me just throw it out to everybody. Guys, be better. 
Be better. Hold everybody accountable. Let's be better fans. Let's be better people. Let's end toxic Twitter. Let's end toxic wrestling fans at, at, at promotions. I'm not saying to take it into your own hands. Mm-hmm. Never would say that. I'm just saying let's point them out and let's get them motherfuckers out because it's time for this shit to change. And with that being said, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other for myself, for Ken M. All we have left to say is later wrestling fans. Top ropes, one, two.